0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're recapping a busy week for the basketball, squash, swimming, and track and field programs. Plus, Nordic Skiing got its season underway. Well, sort of. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my building, my building. On Friday, the women's basketball team hosted Middlebury and the Bobcats earned their first NASCAR win of the season in dramatic fashion. Senior Emily Friedland made five three-pointers in the second half, including a pair of clutch ones late to help the Bobcats secure the 60-57 win and hand the Panthers their first NASCAR loss of the season. Left wing for Freeland, eight on the shot clock. Middlebrook with five, Freeland fires from way outside, got it again! Emily Friedland has 12, four threes tonight! Beats up by three, 52-49. Middlebrook looking for some options off a screen from Davenport. Middlebrook on the drive, out to Big Course. extra pass, Freeland's wide open, got it again! Oh my! She's got 50! She's made five threes, and the Bobcats lead by six. Time out, Panthers, with 57.1 seconds to go in the game. Friedland joined the Bobcats immediately following the victory.
1: I think my team did a good job at finding me when I was open. Everyone was driving and kicking, which has always been part of our, what we've been working on this season. So today it really paid off.
0: I know Coach Hall's talking about how you're known for your defense, but it must be nice to get a lot of offensive con- contributions this game, right?
1: Right, yeah. I mean, I've been working on my shooting a lot this season, so, yeah. What's,
0: what's the biggest part about what you're working on when it comes to shooting? Is just repetitions?
1: Yeah, repetition. Um, I've been getting in the gym a lot with Mike Seltzer. He's been great, um, really coaching me on becoming a better shooter. So, yeah, it's really paying off.
0: And obviously, obviously the team was thrilled after the win. It's cute to get this first Nesca victory, right? Probably like the best game you've played this season,
1: maybe? Yeah, absolutely. We're coming off a stretch of. Um, A few losses and not playing great so before the game we all just like really focused up and we knew what we had to do so I think we just came in and did what we needed to do.
0: Middlebury game a little extra uh happy for the victory.
1: Yeah I think I think this is my first time at Bates beating them um so yeah I mean that's always great to beat a team that you've never beaten in my four years so yeah.
0: Great Emily thanks so much. Yeah thank you. The women's basketball team fell to Williams the next day by a score of 56-44. to Both basketball teams are 1-3 and three in NESCAC action after the men's team fell on the road to the Panthers and the Eves. They will both play toughs this Saturday with the men on the road again and the women home against the Jumbos at 3 p.m. The swimming programs remained undefeated on the year with an impressive sweep of Middlebury Sunday at Tarbell Pool. Despite not having any divers, the Bobcat men and women outscored the Panthers with senior Riley Ewing breaking the pool record in the 200 backstroke and junior Alex Bedard breaking the pool record in the 100 breaststroke. While the men coasted past Middlebury 170-118, to 118, the women's team competition went down to the wire. Bates had to win the final two events to beat Middlebury, Senior Captain Hope Logan rallied to win the 400-yard individual medley, and the 200-yard freestyle relay team sealed the 152.5 to 141.5 victory for Bates. Logan also won the 200 free and finished second in the 200-yard breaststroke. For her performance, Hope Logan is our female Bobcat of the week.
2: Hope, first of all, I know the meet with Middlebury on Sunday came down to the wire uh, you were in one of the last races of four hundred IM. Did you know you had to win that? Um, to keep the Bobcats hopes to win the meet alive or what was your mindset going into that race?
3: Kinda I was pretty nervous uh going into the race. I knew that we were down because we don't have any divers this year, so we were gonna have a thirty two point deficit. So I I knew that going into Sunday and um yeah, I was pretty I was pretty nervous. <laughs>
2: I understand you came from behind to win that. Um, when you're in the middle of the race, do you have any sense of where your competitors are in terms of you know where they are in terms of ahead or behind you?
3: Yeah, so the 4AM is an event that I swim a lot. It's pretty long, and uh, usually I come from behind. Um, so I'm a back half swimmer. I back half it. I'm not that hot of a backstroker. So when I come off the backstroke, I know that I'm usually going to have to make up some ground in the breaststroke. But when you swim breaststroke, you can, you can see someone uh, kind of in the corner of your eye and you know where they are. And um, it's kind of fun because, well, you're hurting a lot by that point. But uh, right. you can hear your teammates um, with every breath you take. So when you come up above the water, you can't really see who it is. Um, but you can kind of hear like the roar of the pool around you, and then when you swim freestyle, you breathe to the side, so um, you can definitely see your competitor then. Uh, and yeah, you can. I could. I could see her. I could see that mid kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was your reaction when you found out you won? I mean, I I knew I had her in the last twenty five, um, mm-hmm. and when I don't know when I get to the wall, I just try to hang on for moment <laughs> just because you kind of hit the wall and the lactic acid hits you but um it felt pretty great just because my team was really excited every yeah everyone was really excited about it so that was a good feeling definitely
2: and then in the final race i know you weren't involved in the 200 yard uh, freestyle relay but did you get a chance
3: obviously you probably got a chance
2: to cheer them on or were you still like recovering from your race
3: i saw the whole race yeah uh that was awesome the girls looked great um yeah, Yannicka really pulled it out, and then obviously Logan um, came home strong. That was great to watch. Awesome. <laughs>
2: excellent, excellent. So you're one of the captains this year. What are some of your responsibilities as a captain? How do you and uh, Logan McGill kind of lead the team there?
3: Um, yeah, so, you know, when it's kind of daily responsibilities are when you get on deck, um, you want to make sure people understand what they're doing, Um you call uh you know this, the practice, you make sure the practice is moving along. Um more than that you, you organize team events, um, you kind of try to keep an eye on people, see how they're feeling, um, check in with people and, you know, it's kind of I guess I'm do a lot of more of the organizing and behind the scenes stuff. Um but then before the meet um on Sunday we did get together and I tried to remind the girls just to have fun with it and uh, I was really excited to be on deck with them.
2: You must be pretty impressed with how strong the team is considering you don't have any divers you are still able to beat you know Middlebury a pretty good program right what does that say about your team in your opinion?
3: The girls swam so strong on uh Sunday I was so impressed with all of them um I'm so impressed with all of them just in general this year um we're so tight and uh we're so everyone is so supportive and i am constantly <laughs> just um so grateful for the freshmen and the sophomores especially and well the freshmen especially they just bring a, such a positive energy to practice every day um it's just really great <laughs> uh and in you know we had some really good swims from Monica and Hannah and Emma with some good wins from those girls um but then you know, Lucy Faust and Caroline Apathy, um, you know, gave us some really solid swims in second and third, which y- we needed those points, um, and they really pulled through yeah. for us. Everyone had really solid good swims.
2: Yeah, you touched on the first years and how much energy they're bringing. Um, you know, as a senior now, take us back to your first year with the swim program. What was one of the biggest adjustments you had to make going from high school to college?
3: Oh, um, I – didn't swim nearly as much in high school. Um, I probably swam from November to uh, February or March, which is the season that we have, but we have preseason now. Um, You know, I didn't swim mornings. I didn't have morning practice. Um, I had a much bigger team. I had um, a much larger support system, and um, I had of course, um, Peter and Vanessa, who are just really wonderful coaches and have so much knowledge about the sport.
2: Uh, what do you learn from them over your four years? You think the coaches?
3: Vanessa is definitely um, she's tough in the sense of she writes tough practices and she does not apologize um, when things are tough. She and that you know that makes you better. Um, and then coach has definitely um as far as racing goes taught me about you know just taking a deep breath and swimming your own race and he's he's really good at uh recognizing swimmers strengths and um trying to get you to um really capitalize on those things
2: excellent now you're from maine so what made you decide to kind of stay in the area for college back in the day when you were deciding on schools? <laughs> uh,
3: I was tempted to run away from the <laughs> from the cold. Uh, definitely. My parents pushed me to look at um, uh, schools in Maine and Bates really stood out to me as a place um, where I felt like I could succeed and uh, when I Came to Bates Campus, I was maybe a little bit surprised, but how much I liked it. Um, but I really wanted a small school, um, and uh, yeah, I think I think swimming definitely was that when I was a freshman was something that drew me to Bates, um, and the success that the team had had placing fourth at MassCacs the year before I came, and uh, how everyone on the team was looking to improve, and the excitement around the sport that was definitely a factor. So now moving forward for the women's swimming team, I know you've got
2: Bowdoin this uh, Friday coming up, and the right Colby on Saturday. So back-to-back days with meets, not much of a time to turn around. It's kind of a good warm-up for the championship season, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. You know, you got to be used to that when you are in the sport um, because that's what our championship meet is about. It's about swimming your hardest and then um, recovering harder and coming back the next day. Bowdoin is going to be tough. They've got a good lineup uh colby is our last meet at tarbell um for uh home this year um so it's the senior meet so that should be a really fun meet um a great meet with all of the senior parents coming out to support to their seniors this year
2: well that'll be yeah one o'clock there on saturday against colby uh, hope logan mm-hmm. our female bobcat
0: of the week thanks so much for joining us on the bobcast thank you Aaron. The Nordic skiing teams had their races postponed Saturday at the Colby Carnival because the weather was simply too warm. Then on Sunday, sophomore Graham Houtsma turned in an outstanding performance in the 10K freestyle, finishing 19th out of 99 men and earning 12 NCAA points, his best carnival finish in a non-sprint event of his career. For his efforts... Graham Houtsma is our male Bobcat of the week. Colby Carnival, a little kind of a weird start to the year, right? You had one day postponed, then you did the first day event on the second day, but what was that like, getting your mentally reset for the second day after the first day got canceled there?
4: It was kind of a, a shift, but um, it was. I didn't feel that much pressure because I just I just come off a couple of races over break, so I felt like I really had my mental game there. But um, it definitely kind of threw me for a little bit of a curveball because I was like, all right, I was, I got really excited to race, and then I was like, not really racing. And but no, but just um went out there and just went through my typical routine, just tried to focus on what I was doing.
0: Yeah, it's funny because people look at our website, oh that's the first event of the year for Nordic scheme. It's not really, it's the first carnival event. So what do you guys do before the carnival season?
4: Uh so before the carnival season, so in um uh, during the first semester, what we do is we have a we go up to Canada, we have a bunch of um a bunch of our colleges, so like uh UVM, Middlebury, Colby, Bowdoin. Uh, we all go up there. We all go up to uh, just north of Quebec, uh, by uh, Mount Saint Anne of uh, Foray, uh, and um, we all do a big training week there. And we end the week off with a like a little time trial. So that's kind of our ver- first unofficial, official kind of race. Um, but what I did to prepare is um, I went up to Alaska to the U.S. Nationals to do some races up there. So I, just to get my my body and my mind in the zone of like uh, getting back into racing before coming uh, back out east to so you, do you went up by yourself uh no oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> no we i went with you <laughs> um so w- there are two of us who went it was myself okay. and uh, ben keener he's a freshman okay and I, but no one else from the team came so we went with our clubs mm-hmm. so we went up there and we raced for about a week and a half did i did four races while up there and varying distances
0: what's it like racing in alaska
4: um it's very dark <laughs> <laughs> it's very dark um it's really cool though it's interesting it's, it's a lot different um because it's, I mean, it's not too different from here. Because we're racing at sea level here, but and also racing at sea level there. But uh, the crowd's different. I'd say just um, a lot more intense than that. You have a couple national team guys up there. People trying to qualify for uh, World Juniors and those trips.
0: Tell us a little bit about how you first decided you wanted to come out to base. I know you're from, what, Colorado? Colorado, yeah. I'm from Colorado. How that decision come about to come to Maine? Well,
4: I was looking east in general, so that kind of narrowed the field. I was also looking at schools that had Nordic skiing, so that that narrowed the field right. even more. So, <laughs> so I was looking pretty much at the almost like NESCAC schools. So I looked at UVM, I looked at UNH, I looked at uh, – I didn't look at Colby. Did not look at Colby. <laughs> Did not look at, at Colby. <laughs> uh, I looked at, obviously, Bates. And yeah. I looked at uh, St. Lawrence and a couple others. And what it really came down to is – and i really like the i really like uh the coach here becky she, she's awesome liked her and so that kind of helped draw towards and then but and also like the t- and also the team environment that was that was a huge factor as well the team here is awesome
0: excellent going back to colby carnival ten yes. k freestyle mm-hmm. this is nothing new for you no
4: it's nothing yeah. new it's just uh it's just it's just a little bit quicker that's yeah. what it is so you have to kind of adjust like how you're gonna pace the race so longer distances you might go out to start a little bit slower the uh shorter distances like 10k for the guys which is the short which is the second shortest distance that we do next to sprints um you go you'll generally go a little bit quicker
0: do you prefer freestyle over classic
4: i would say so I'm, i mean i'm working on classic but i, I de- my i'm definitely a bit of, i'm definitely a stronger freestyle skier that's how I've, that's my i tend to lean a little bit more towards that
0: does it allow for more creativity or it what are some know? of the differences
4: it comes a little bit more naturally like i did hockey growing up so like i'm that motion to me is a little bit more a little bit more um, feels a little bit more natural. Whereas someone uh, who, like someone who grew up running, say like doing track or cross country running, might find that cl- the classic motion is a little bit easier. Makes a little bit more sense because it's right, right. to them. Put your foot like slide your foot forward to go forward. Whereas freestyle, it's more or less pushing off to the sides to yeah. uh, get uh, to go forwards.
0: So give us a little insight into the skier's life at Bates because obviously you guys can't really train you kind of can train on campus a little bit for nordic but mm-hmm. you your competitions are off site there's a lot, a lot of traveling and buses and vans and stuff like yeah, that so yeah. what's a
4: lot that life like so in the fall what we do we do a lot we do a lot of dryland training i mean obviously we can't ski year-round because yeah. you know snow is limited <laughs> and so what we do we do we spend a lot of time roller skiing which is like rollerblading but the heel is free mm-hmm. so and they're and it's on little little blade like little like short planks of wood so it simulates skiing, so we do a lot of that. we do a lot of long distance stuff during um, uh, when we 're not like in season to just help build the cardiovascular system and just getting used to like going l- over longer distances and we do a lot of running uh, a lot of strength training as well because that 's such a huge part of it now a lot of the core the arms legs it 's all it 's all very key to skiing and then um, when uh, the type of intensity we do, we do a lot of threshold so like uh, just like just like below where your body is uh, producing lactic acid, but can also clear it at the same time. We spend a lot of time in that heart rate zone, just uh, just to get used to being comfortably uncomfortable. It's the best way to describe it.
0: Right, right. Well, last question for you. Um, looking forward to this year, obviously your first carnival event under the under your belt. You'll have to make up the other one at some point, though. But uh, what are some of your personal goals or some of the goals the team has set?
4: Uh, so the. One of the one of the big goals that the team has set, uh, specific, uh, guys and girls, is uh, we want we really want to win the Tremie Cup back this year, which is uh. We did last year. Yeah, we did last year, yeah. so we're hoping to keep that repeat because we uh, last year we broke that ten-year tie with Colby ah. to win the Chummy Cup, and we want to keep that going because you know it's it's fun to do that, and it's kind of a cool way to just like get the team under one goal. Um, go, per, like other personal goals is the team just you know want to do, have fun. Uh, be wind Chummy every weekend, so like kind of try to beat out the other, other main schools every weekend. Yeah. Um. More personal goals. Uh, I mean, I'd love to make NCAA's this year. That's that's one of the big ones. So we'll uh, we'll see how it shapes up. But you know, I'm I'm optimistic in how it will go for the week. Uh, well forthcoming races. <laughs> Great. Well,
0: Graham, thanks so much for joining us here on the Bobcast and congrats again on your performance at the Colby Carnival. Oh, thank you so much. The squash teams both dropped five to four heartbreakers to Middlebury on Friday, but the men's squash team bounced back to beat Williams five to four on Saturday in thrilling fashion at the Bates Squash Center. With the teams tied at four, first year Omar Atea had to win his match at the number four position. And that's exactly what he did, rallying from two games down to pull out the victory. We chatted with Atea about that match and his first year on campus so far. Omar Atea joining us here on the Bobcast, recapping an interesting weekend, certainly for the men's squash team. Uh, epic win over Williams. You're down 2 nothing. You know you have to win that match. What's going through your mind?
5: Um, well, at first, actually, um, at at 2-0, two, at two uh, when I was down 2-0, I, I didn't know that... I was like the final game. I didn't actually put that into my mind because just the pressure and, and like all that. So I didn't really like focus on the um, the overall game score. I was focusing on my score and figuring it out. And my teammates, they were with me and they were helping me. They were coaching me and telling me new strategies to come back. And I put it into my head that like I have to. I have to win this. Like just. First for like for the team and then for myself like just in general. So
0: when did you find out that it was going to be the tiebreaker though? It was
5: (laughs) it was at the fifth game. Oh, read it out. The The fifth fifth game. game. The fifth game. (laughs) It was like it was it was two all and like I was crossing by the big screen looking at the score and it's four four, and then I'm like, all right, okay, this is it's it's the time now that you have to do this. So.
0: And you're playing. And you probably notice a bigger crowd, right?
5: Yeah, I'm, I actually I, I like playing in crowds. Yeah. <laughs> it, it actually helps. I don't know. It, it helps me. Um, I, I, I like I like the the crowd, the pressure. It makes me play better. That's, what I, that's well, just me.
0: And you won that fifth game relatively easily. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 really helped. What adjustments did you make? First two games, I was playing with the wrong strategy. It was I was I was really. Um, so, in squash terminology, we really like. I, I played in a way that really made him relaxed. And I played the way he wanted me to play. Um, and that what really caused me to lose the first two games. And then, so when I um, got coached by my teammates, um, uh, by uh, Mahmoud Yosri and um, Anirud Nambiar and Graham Bonnell, they all like, all of them. Um, they were with me and they were uh, talking with me um about like playing against like playing against the um, the the opponent my opponent they uh, told me how to like change my um my strategy how i'm playing like i was first playing like really like quick squash really fast squash really strong hitting the ball really hard they um made me uh change that to more relaxed squash and more uh, defensive squash smarter squash um, instead of attacking because that wasn't what, what I was supposed to do. So that, that really worked out really well.
0: Interesting. And obviously, you know, different matches will have
5: different strategies probably. that's not Some
0: players you might want to attack, yeah. right?
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, that's, that, I, I'm more of an attacking player, but yeah. that, was, that wasn't the right way to play against my opponents. So I, we changed the strategy.
0: Excellent. So your first year, yeah. uh, hail from Cairo. Yeah. How did you decide to come over to the States and play for Bates?
5: I, I went to a boarding school in uh, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Kent School. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, um, I applied there to play squash as well, and um, uh, I got in and I started playing squash at Kent for three years. I came here as a sophomore. Um, and then uh, I applied to Bates because um, I found, like, because of other Egyptians here, um, like Mahmoud Yusri and uh, Ahmed Hatara. And also Abdul Kalik. Sure. yeah the, like, I, knew, I knew them all before coming here, so I, I I saw Bates as a great squash team and also a really great balance with academics um, so that 's why i chose I, ch- I chose Bates like out of all of, like the options
0: growing up in Egypt, when do you start playing squash? I know some guys start at a very young age, yeah,
5: I actually started later yeah, than okay. than others yeah. i I started. Um, uh, eight nine years old mm-hmm. yeah which is considered late yeah it's considered late most most kids back home they they start out like five four years old mm-hmm. so so I was considered as a like a late starter to this yeah
0: when did you decide that you
5: wanted to you know come to America and you know play for a boarding school and possibly go to college here so I um, so ninth grade I thought about so I, I was I really wanted to go to college abroad in general yeah. like outside of Egypt um, and then I realized, like a lot of Egyptian squash players, uh, they go to college here. Yeah. So I I was looking into that, but but then I saw people going to boarding schools. I was like, all right, uh, maybe going to a boarding school would help my chances into getting into college here. So and I thought it would be a great experience for me, and and I I just I just did it, like just took the choice, like made the decision to go to Kent. Sounds like you've enjoyed it so far. Yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying Bates. Like, I'm really happy that I chose to come here. What's been the biggest adjustment from playing in boarding school to playing in college? College is way harder. Yeah, well, bad, way harder. Right? Um, yeah and the competition uh, in board, like, uh, high school squash, it it wasn't that competitive, I think. Um, um, Did you ever lose? Uh, no, actually, yeah, I, 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 yeah, a few times, <laughs> obviously, but... Um about it here it's much more competitive in general, like the teams in general. Like in, in high school squash you'd find like two, three good players in each team and then the rest are just like they just started playing the sport. Yeah, and that's like I, I didn't like I don't mean anything against them, right, but right. just but here everyone knows how to play and everyone's good. Like and number one to number nine you'll find teams that they're just as good as each other. Like everyone's good. So that's that's what I thought is like it's harder, and obviously practice is harder, and like people take it more seriously. Like I, just, so it's a much more competitive environment.
0: It's definitely taken very seriously. It's very, it's a really mental game too, isn't yeah. it?
5: Yeah, very, very, very intense game. Yeah, I, that's why I think.
0: What was it like having your first practice at uh, college level at midnight? I remember you guys did that, right?
5: Oh, that was the <laughs> yeah. I I was very confused about that, but I was like, all right. Sure, we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, twelve, like twelve o'clock on the dot. That that sounds like a great idea. So It's fine. So
0: after this weekend, obviously, you saw some pretty tough competition.
5: And so, what's some some of the team's goals kind of going forward? Do you think? Um, so our our team goals is to focus on what's to come. So we have Wesleyan on uh, Wednesday, and we're supposed to uh, play them at Wesleyan. Uh, we're hoping to do well in that, and then. We have, like, very important games like um, FNM and Brown, uh, very important games. If we win those games, it will help us um, be in the B flight um, um, in the CSA Nationals at the end of, I think, February. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think so, yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure of the schedule. The, the, and the
0: national right. system here, have they explained all that? Because yeah. it's kind of complicated, yeah. right? A <laughs> flight, B flight. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we're also, like, focused on um, – uh, NESCACs, yeah. obviously um, very, we're very focused on that, we're very focused on playing our other NESCAC teams and winning against them because it's going to help us in our rankings and the seeding um, in the NESCAC tournament. Great, well any
0: other thoughts on your first year so far at Bates and what stood out to you, you know, on and off the squash
5: courts? I really like how, how like, the, the size of the school, mm. like, because I feel like um, I've been here for one semester obviously, I don't know everyone but I've I feel like I got to know mostly everyone, especially the people in my class. Mm-hmm. Um, got to know everyone. I know everyone from like all the athletes from different sports. Yeah. Um, all like I I see pe- different people everywhere, like from like different clubs, different like everyone with different interests. Which that that I like. I like the difference in everyone, and it's also close knit the community. So that it makes me feel like I could get more fr- like I, I would come out of Bates with more friends other than like a bigger school like or you would only, like, come out with only, like, five to right. six. So I feel like I'll, I'll come out with more people from Bates than in any other school because of, the, because of the size and the close-knit community.
0: Great. Well, Omar, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Um, Appreciate
5: thank, it. Thank you so much. The
0: track and field teams opened their season by finishing second at MIT and ahead of Colby in a home meet at Merrill Gymnasium on Saturday. Junior two-time All-American Aiden Eickhoff broke the school record in the 1,000-meter run to lead the women's team, while senior two-time All-American Adediree Fakiridi won the weight throw and the shot put to pace the men's team. And speaking of All-Americans... Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll talk with Bates great David Pless. The three-time NCAA champion in the shot put is returning this weekend for the Bates Invitational. Plus, we'll give you a full recap of another busy week for basketball, swimming, skiing, and squash. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast.